Ladies and gentlemen, live from coast of the Carolinas by way of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is the moment sports betting fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Introducing the Fistful of Cash Podcast! What is going on, guys? You are tuned into the newest episode of the Fistful of Cash Podcast. I am your host, Dale Lippin, and I am flying solo yet again as Brother Bear decided he was going to go white-tailed deer hunting and got himself sick. Sitting out in the rain all day in the Pennsylvania wilderness will do that to you. So he's sick, he's under the weather, which means it's just me. And because it's just me, I get to tell you that this episode, like all of our episodes, is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Go to MyBookie.ag, enter promo code Give Me Cash, and get a 50% match on your initial deposit. Well, it was a wild weekend, college football-wise. Uh, you know, I do, I'll go over a couple things with that real quick, but, you know, those of you that have been riding with us for a long time now know that when I get these rare opportunities to sit here and talk with you and, and sort of discuss the, the lay of the sports land, I very rarely go over what we what happened to us recently, but rather take the opportunity to sort of look ahead uh, or take a big reflection backwards. But just to go over some of the wild things that happened, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the LSU-Texas A&M game. Seven overtimes, tied for the longest game college football history just absolutely wild 146 total points scored i mean it's just unbelievable uh you know very very uh, it's one of those things that it's one for the ages you, you just don't believe that it's actually happening until you watch it if you were lucky enough to see the game or stay up long enough to watch it uh it, it was just absolutely wild so, you know, we're heading into the opportunity or, or the chance here to see, you know, what the what the playoffs going to look like after conference championships. It's going to be wild, you know, early predictions. I without soup here to have his two cents in it, I think it's probably Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Oklahoma given that everybody wins out. Uh I think that you know, I think Notre Dame's really the only lock. So, oh, that them in in Alabama. Uh, I think even if Alabama loses to Georgia, I think Alabama's still in, still safe. Um, obviously, if the universe was a just and right place, UCF would get in if they went out. But uh, even if they do, uh, you know, somebody said to me earlier today, I, I don't know if I'd want them to without having Mackenzie Milton, who suffered. Uh, one of the more horrific knee injuries I've seen in recent memory, and as a uh, fellow horrific knee injury person, my heart goes out to you, uh, Mr. Milton, and I hope you get well soon. That was absolutely horrible. One that you could probably go ahead and skip watching on YouTube or trying to find it on Twitter. If you didn't see it, let just just let's count our uh, our blessings there and just not go watch it. Uh, it's like people that you run across that haven't seen two girls, one cup at this point, you just don't need to see it. Just save yourself the heartache and the agony there. Uh, outside of that, I mean, you had the West Virginia, Oklahoma game, which was a fantastic game as well. 
but then it, they just got outdone. So the LSU uh, A&M game just sort of completely wiped the board with that. Will Greer continues to make a, a you know a very compelling argument for Heisman, as does Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins. Uh, you know Ohio State just absolutely brutalized Michigan. Uh, you know it's sort of been a a thing on this podcast that's been said a couple times that we thought that maybe Michigan was as far as the the clout that they were carrying maybe a little overrated uh and I don't necessarily think that that's the case so much as it was just Ohio State put a beating on them and there seems to be this little mental shortcoming that Michigan has had as of late when it comes to playing Ohio State that they just can't seem to get over the uh the hurdles necessary to get a W against Ohio State. I will say, though, you know, our preseason pick, before the season even started, the preseason pick was Dwayne Haskins for Heisman. And 20 for 31 for 396 yards and six touchdowns really looks good uh, in, when it comes to wrapping up the season. You know, it's definitely going to it's gonna be an interesting Heisman race, that's for sure. And it's going to be interesting to see who is getting more, I don't know, getting more love based upon what criteria as things move forward. As far as college football goes, that's really all anything that I really wanted to touch on. We still do have a couple plays out there right now. Uh, you know, show pick obviously with the Texans being minus six against the Titans and without him here to tell you as he normally would watching the game, there's about nine minutes left and the Texans are up 10. So hopefully that holds out. Uh, you know, they're in good field position right now. Uh, hopefully they can go ahead and put some more points on the board and sort of pad that winning weekend that we had. Speaking of winning weekends, I do want to uh, encourage you guys to head over to our Patreon page or follow us on Instagram. If you follow us on Instagram and get in touch with us, we're going to start offering college basketball, uh, a college basketball only package. And that college basketball package, only package is coming just based off the fact that, you know, with the time that this podcast started, it wasn't during a basketball season. And while we do football well, uh, we do MMA well, we also do basketball really well. However, in fairness with trying to give major media sports attention, plus what the things that we've been doing so far, you know, keeping things consistent, we haven't really touched on basketball too much. The other thing is, is that because basketball is played a lot more frequently, we can't make a, you know, a show on Thursday night to cover your basketball plays for the weekend because the lines just simply aren't available. So what we decided to do is we went to the drawing board. We came up with a uh, we came up with a plan that we like, and we think that you guys will want to take advantage of that too. So if you find us on Instagram, go to Fistful of Cash Podcast, or if you go to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Fistful of Cash, we're going to start offering college basketball plays, um, and we have a a way of disseminating those picks out to you that we're going to utilize. So that way you can get them on the day that you need them and the play to make before the game starts. And, you know, hopefully you guys will go and take advantage of that. Our current record, you know, since we just, we started college basketball is 27 and two. So 27 and two. So we are 
pretty decent, uh, I would say. You know, obviously, we, for the sake of transparency, we've never been one of those people that are posting up saying that we're winning 80% of the time. Uh, but we do hover in the mid 60s, which, you know, with a marketplace that's filled with frauds seems low. But I assure you, uh, if you have any sort of connection to anybody in the Vegas community or anything like that, they're going to tell you that, you know, if you can find some place around the 60s that's consistent, you know, hold on to it, never let go like it's your favorite fishing spot. And, you know, realistically in this landscape, that's what we'd kind of like to be is, you know, a, a little honey hole, a little favorite fishing spot that you guys like to stop by from time to time, take advantage of. And, you know, we're trying to disrupt things. That's why we offer things at the price point that we do. Nothing against the guys that are offering picks for, you know, hundreds of dollars a week or a month. Uh, you know, we're okay with with doing it at the price points that we have it at. So all that to say just, you know, we're offering basketball packages now. Go to patreon.com forward slash fistful of cash or find us on Instagram and shoot us a DM on there and we'll be able to uh, give you all the particulars and, and get you set up and squared away with that. So NFL-wise this weekend sucked. I'm really, I really don't want to dwell on it. Uh, it was not good. There's bigger things happening there's bigger things going on, uh, and there's more. There's bigger things coming up. So, you know, from an MMA standpoint, because you know that obviously what what I enjoy the most, things that I wanted to talk about. Before I forget, you have this weekend. You've got Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury. So I wanted to touch on this real quick because we don't get to cover a lot of boxing on the show, and that's not because I don't enjoy boxing. It's not because we don't love boxing, but it has a lot to do with the fact that the name value and the pull for boxing just really hasn't been there in recent memories. Uh, so they're, they're, it's really difficult to get people fired up for it because you don't have a whole lot to get fired up about. I will say this, though. You have Tyson Fury and you have Deontay Wilder. The pull for this is obviously with, with, with Tyson Fury being the lineal champion, heavyweight after the, you know ending the Klitschko reign, uh, and then, you know, I guess subsequently just falling off every wagon imaginable, he's making a comeback and he's coming after Deontay Wilder, who is the, you know, the most recent American heavyweight champ. Uh, he's also the number one guy that Anthony Joshua continues to duck. Uh, you know, Anthony Joshua obviously be holding every other major heavyweight belt outside of the one that Wilder has. And I don't really think that anybody is in denial about the fact that Anthony Joshua is ducking Deontay Wilder. There's no shame in that. Uh, do I think that Anthony Joshua is a better boxer? Sure. But do I also think that Anthony Joshua has had his bell rung a couple times in the last couple years and realizes that maybe his chin isn't as strong as he expects it to be, or the fact that, you know, he is fighting at heavyweight and he can get hurt, uh, the guy obviously does not like getting punched at all. He does not really work well through adversity. And Deontay Wilder seems poised to put him in that adversity that he hates so much. And I think that has a lot to do with why, he, why he's ducking him. I think it also might be management related too. Uh, I mean, with Joshua being the star that he is, especially overseas, why not just keep, you know, keep selling out Wembley and making you know, whatever, $80 million for you and $150 million for your promoters and beating up tomato cans. Why not? 
Uh, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't ever knock somebody for taking slow, steady, guaranteed incremental income as opposed to chasing a large payday. But when you're fighting for glory and honor, you, sometimes you got to let that take a back seat. So maybe it's his management. I don't know. Anyway, you have Deontay Wilder. You got Tyson Fury. Deontay Wilder is, he's definitely a brawler. Uh, Tyson Fury, on the other hand, is a great boxer, like in, in like the, the classic sense of being a boxer, you know, he's only got really one punch to worry about when it comes to, to fighting Wilder. And that's the, the overhand, right. And I feel like if he can, uh, avoid the, the Lewis Ortiz trap, you know, and wanting to think that he's, he can, wear Deontay Wilder down and then absorb his power, um, which is what happened with Ortiz. You know, he was winning that fight handedly up until he got knocked out. Uh, He just seemed as if though he thought because he was ahead on the cards and because he was putting a beating on Wilder that he could suddenly, you know, take a punch better than he could. And he just couldn't do it. It just, it's, it's not possible. It's not plausible. So if Fury can avoid that trap, I think he'll be just fine. And I think that he will, uh, right now they got Tyson Fury coming in at, uh, plus 150, And I think there's great value there. Uh, I think that especially come way in time, as soon as weigh-ins happen, I think you're going to see that line get absolutely hammered to almost a pick him. Uh, you know, he's going to come in, he's going to look, he's going to be in great shape as far as Tyson Fury shape goes. I mean, he's, he's first team, all bad body for sure, but he's also a heavyweight. I mean, the guy's standing almost seven feet tall and, and he's a heavyweight. He's obviously, you know, probably not going to have six pack abs. Uh, however, you know, Deontay Wilder will, uh, but he's, you know, obviously of a, of a different caliber genetic makeup than the Gypsy King, uh, Tyson Fury. So I, I think that there's a lot of value in that plus 150 looking at, you know, finish rates, Fury coming in at KO or TKO is coming in at plus 600. I don't necessarily know that he will knock Deontay Wilder out. You know, he hasn't shown the power power to really get uh, people out of there, but we also don't know what Wilder looks like when he's hit a lot because, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, his record's pretty padded. There's a lot of cans in there that he's beaten up. You know, now, granted, you know, with his Bermain Stivern and, and Areola fight and... um Oh my goodness. Why has my brain just gone completely blank? Uh, the Lewis Ortiz fight, you know, he's fought some upper tier competition, but outside of like those three or four guys, it hasn't been at all. Fury's fought way harder opponents. So maybe, you know, if Fury goes out there and puts on the performance, certainly that he's capable of, but also what he thinks he can do, he could definitely get Wilder out of there. Maybe a half unit play, something like that on Fury uh, by KO coming in at plus 600. It's definitely something to, to look at. The over-under on rounds is coming in at nine. Uh, and I think that's probably dead on. Uh, probably right when Wilder will either catch him or he will start to fade. Uh, I think anything that comes in before the nine 
would be a, an absolute fluke or a byproduct of somebody getting caught with a uh, a fluky punch earlier in the fight. So that's coming in uh, at under nine and a half, coming in at plus one forty. I don't necessarily know if that's the play. Um, you know, you can try to cobble some stuff together with throwing Fury under nine, but but uh, you know by knockout. So maybe if Fury wins and you get the knockout, you're getting the plus seven fifty return uh, and losing on the on the losing a unit on the under nine, or if all three hit, I mean goodness gracious, you'd absolutely clean house. So it's up to you know, I would just say I think that there's a lot of value at the plus one fifty. Um, that being said, we also have MMA going on this weekend. We're gonna cover. We're gonna spend a lot of time on Friday talking football. So we're probably not gonna get to spend as much MMA time as I'd like to, but there is an event this weekend. You do have uh, the Ultimate Fighter finale coming up. Uh, and hold on a second. Am I, I feel like my brain's, I'm losing myself here. Oh, December 1st. That is this weekend. Okay, that's what I thought. Man, I'm really at a loss for keeping my life together here. All right, that's you got a huge Australia. That's okay. That's right. Why did I think Usman versus uh, Dos Anjos was this weekend? All right, December first, Ty Tuivasa Junior Dos Santos. Tuivasa is a plus one twenty five. It depends on what Junior Dos Santos shows up. If the JDS of old shows up, he should be able to get Tuivasa out there because his boxing should be crisp. He should be able to throw that overhand right. He should knock him, you know, into next week. Uh, However, Tuivasa has shown himself to be a very formidable in-game op- opponent in the UFC, and he will have the hometown push for sure have the hometown push. Um, co-main Justin Willis, Mark Hunt. I want Mark Hunt to win this fight. Um, he's coming in at minus 105. He should beat Justin Willis. He should. Now, that being said, Justin Willis has shown himself to have good power. He's also very uh, sneaky in the sense that he throws from super odd angles because he's very unorthodox. I mean, he's he's built like Mark Hunt. He's only about five foot ten and, and really pushes the two sixty five limit. So, with the Alexia Linick fight that we covered with Mark Hunt, what shocked me the most about that not that Mark Hunt got submitted because of course he did uh, the jab that's that predicated the submission knocked Mark Hunt down. And, you know, Mark Hunt is synonymous with two things. One, having unbelievable knockout power, and two, having a granite chin. The knockout power is there, but the chin appears to be leaving. And that scares me. Uh, Justin Willis will find a home for a punch at some point during the fight. When it will be, I don't know. And will Mark Hunt survive it? I certainly hope so. But the odds makers have this at Justin Willis at minus 115 and Mark Hunt at minus 105. So a variable pick em, which if you were to rewind two years ago, Mark Hunt would probably be a minus 600 favorite to win this fight. But he has not looked good lately. Uh, this will be his last fight in the UFC. Maybe he goes out with a bang. And it's, you know, like I said, it's in, uh, it's in Australia. It's a, it's a hometown push, a hometown crowd. I, I hope he gets the job done, man. Uh, Minus 105, I'll be putting money on uh, Tuivasa and Mark Hunt 
the one leading up into that though, man, I just there's so many weird ones here. So you got Shogun Hua and Tyson Pedro. Tyson Pedro looks awesome right now. You follow him on social media, you're following what he's doing online. He looks absolutely shredded. He looks better than he ever has before, and he's coming off a big layoff. And Shogun, you know, despite the fact that he's saying, you know, prior to the Anthony Smith fight that he was going to make a run, uh, did not look good at all. Looked timid. Looked, you know, taken aback. Uh, Tyson Pedro coming at minus 450 favorite. I would like to see what the over under two and a half is on that. I'd play the under two and a half once that comes out. Uh, Shogun's shown himself to be punchy, but if he doesn't, he's got the knockout power to get Pedro out of there. Pedro uh, appears to have been working a lot on his gas tank. That's why he's as ripped as he is, but he knows that that's an issue. So if uh, Shogun can put a pace on him, maybe tire him out, get one of those uh, I'm so tired knockouts. Tony Martin's Jake Matthews. Uh, Tony Martin has looked great. Jake Matthews is trending down. He has not looked that great lately, despite getting a couple wins. It's a hometown push for him as well. I think Tony Martin's probably going to be the first guy to beat a uh, an Australian fighter because the rest of the card's going to round out. Paul Craig plus 190. Jim Crute, I think Crute's going to win that. Yushin Okami, Alexi Konchenko. Konchenko should win that fight, but Okami has a weird way of making people fight his ugly fight. I'd probably avoid that one altogether. And then Ben Wen versus Wilson Hayes. Uh, ben Nguyen's coming in at minus 130, and I look for him to play the spoiler here over the veteran Wilson Hayes. Uh, even though he's the, the favorite on the card skill level-wise, uh, these guys aren't that uh that similar and that Hayes has a lot more experience and he's a, he's a lot better at the things that he's good at uh than Nguyen is so well it's a it's a hometown uh push for Ben Wen as well I think if if whenever the first Australian guy loses is essentially going to be the waterfall effect where the rest will, will probably crumble under the pressure. So, you know, they'll either sweep out or, you know, we'll see when that happens. Uh, but real quick on that, I like, whew, I like when I like Konchenko, Crute, Tony Martin, Pedro, who under two and a half rounds. I'm going to ride with Mark Hunt riding off into the sunset uh, you could probably avoid that fight, though. I'm I'm in love with the story more than the fight. And then uh, Tuivasa over Junior Dos Santos, and that's a that's a quick little breakdown for UFC this weekend. They did announce. Uh, speaking of Australian fighters, you got Israel Adesanya is getting ready to fight Anderson the Spider Silva, which is going to be an awesome fight, and that is going to take place on the Robert Whitaker Kelvin Gastelum card. Uh, hopefully in a co-main spot, but we'll see if they get another, uh, if they get another, you know, big fight or maybe even another title fight to to co-headline that. They also announced today that Henry Cejudo is going to fight T.J. Dillashaw for the flyweight title at UFC 233 in Anaheim. This makes no sense for me, other than if Dillashaw goes down and wins, it essentially kills the division and they'll force everybody to move up. However, if Cejudo wins. I think that they'll allow things to keep moving in the flyweight division, but I am so confused as to what they're actually doing here. And it, it really confuses me when a guy moves down in weight to uh, fight for a title. So I'll be inter- it'll be interesting to see. 
I I like Dillashaw in that fight from a stand-up perspective. I wonder uh, how he can deal with somebody with the wrestling attack that Cejudo has. But I think Dillashaw is one of the most dangerous dudes at 135 pounds and below. I actually would love to see him bulk up and go up to featherweight, but that's maybe in due time when the weight cut, weight cut becomes too hard, but he's saying he can make 125 easy. So who knows? Uh, other than that, guys, uh, we, I wanted to take a second to, before I wrap this thing up real quick, say thanks. Um, you know, obviously Thanksgiving holiday just passed. We alluded to it a little bit to that, but I want to say thank you guys for your support. Hope you guys took advantage of the uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals with Saving Grace Oil, uh, the, the the whole team over there, uh, you know, we had obviously we had Jack on the show, but just the whole team, those guys have been absolutely fantastic. And you know, it's one thing; it feels weird because you know we're actually advertising the product, but I do use their products, and um, you know, not to sound like a hair club for men commercial. Uh, you know, I'm not only a spokesman, but I'm also a client. Now, I, I actually do use their stuff, and it is great. It is fantastic, and uh, it, it's a healthy alternative. Not ah, healthy is not the right. It's it's a great alternative if the goal is to heal, is to get healed and not high. So, you know, it works well for me. Uh, like I said, knee injuries, broken hands, shoulders, feet, everything. You know, soups, ankles are essentially mush. Um, and the stuff just works fantastic. It, it, it helps your life feel livable again and definitely makes, you know, everything feel less measured out. It, it, you're allowed to just exist more. So hopefully you guys took advantage of that. That was the promo code for that was cash 20 Our all the time promo code. There is cash 15. That gets 15% off your entire order. That's not a 15% off one individual item. You go in there and order a couple items, that's going to be 15% off your entire order. So you can really save some money there. Uh, with holidays coming up, obviously, uh, you know, it's a great opportunity to get something maybe a little bit outside the box, a little bit off the beaten path, and something that, you know, uh, people may or may not be expecting, but it's a good conversation and it really helps people know, like, hey, you know, uh, it's, it's great that you've thought about me in this manner and you, you know, you're looking out for me and looking out for my well being, And I appreciate that. You know, we've had conversations with a couple guys that support the show and stuff. And, you know, you know one guy was going to buy some for his dad and another guy wanted to buy some for, for his mom. And, you know, another guy wanted to buy some for his wife. And, you know, Hopefully you guys took advantage of those deals. If you haven't, there's still time. Like I said, get on savinggraceoil.com, put in that promo code CASH15, and just take advantage of it. Just try it. I mean, I, that's what I would do more than anything else. You just give it a try. You know, maybe maybe it's for you. Maybe it's not. Um, and if you haven't listened to our interview with Jack Studebaker, get on the last episode and check it out. He, do, I think he does a fantastic job at answering some, you know, some pretty – I mean, I didn't ask him the most – like thought provoking, insightful questions. A lot of it were pretty canned questions, but it was because a lot of people don't know and they need canned answers. So they, they need just that basic information. And and I think Jack did a great job of presenting that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. So if you haven't taken advantage of that, go over there, use cash 15. If you haven't taken advantage of my bookie, go to mybookie.com uh, and enter or mybookie.ag and enter the promo code, give me cash and get 
a 50% match on your initial deposit. That's about it. I can't do soup sign off cause he's not, you know, he's not here. It would be weird if I said it. Um, do want to give quick shout outs, uh, top country listens this last episode, which was our second most successful episode all time guys. Second most successful episode all time. That's really humbling. Cause you know, we, 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 you know, we talked about doing a Turkey day episode. We talked about doing, uh, some Thanksgiving things and just were like, Oh, I don't know if anybody's even going to want to listen to it because of the holiday. Not only did you guys listen to it, you listened to it in absolute abundance. It absolutely killed analytics wise compared to a, a lot of our other episodes. Second most all time. That's humbling. So top countries, obviously United States, then Canada, the UK, Israel, Australia, Italy, Sweden, Ireland, Germany, and Japan. Uh, Konnichiwa. So I actually lived in Japan for a while. So maybe shout out some of my, my Okinawan brothers, uh, listening to us maybe. All right. Top cities, Louisville. That's a, that's a first time we've had Louisville at the top. So Louisville, appreciate you guys. Seattle, LA, Honolulu, again, always holding it down. San Jose, Chicago, again, holding it down constantly. Columbia, Maryland, the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., and Atlanta, Georgia. Appreciate all you guys. Um, like, subscribe, share, leave a review on iTunes. Like, like we said before, uh, you know, we appreciate all reviews, whether they're five star or one star. So you one star people out there, if you're listening, I know who you are. <laughs> appreciate you guys all the same. We will not be deterred. Uh, we will, you know, continue to strive forward, but we appreciate you guys, you know, follow us on social media. If you have any questions, email wise, all of our email stuff's in the show notes. Uh, anytime, any way you want to get in contact with us, you know, is available in the show notes. We're, we're everywhere online and like subscribe and review wherever it is you find your iTunes, uh, or whether, wherever it is that you find your podcast, whether it be on iTunes or any other place, it's, it's all good. Wherever you can find us, please like subscribe and share. That's about it. I think it's beer and bedtime for me. Edit this up and get it out for you guys. That way you have it for your commute. I appreciate all of you guys. I know it sounds hokey and you're probably tired of hearing us saying it, but really do. And uh, until then, be good to each other, guys. We'll talk to you on Friday with your free picks for the weekend. Thanks. Do it! Just do it! Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it! Make your dreams come true. Just do it. Some people dream of success while you're going to wake up and work hard at it. Nothing is impossible. You should get to the point where anyone else would quit. And you're not going to stop there. No. What are you waiting for? Do it. Just do it. Yes, you can. Just do it. If you're tired of starting over, stop giving up.